Welcome to Meet the Sharks. I'm Kriptasha, and in this series, I'll be speaking with the Sharks of Sharkdown. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Today, we have Noun22 with us. Uh, he's very active in the Nouns community and owns the Zombie Hand Noun, otherwise known as Noun22. Uh, thanks for coming on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me, Kriptasha. Really excited. Well, I'm glad I get to interview you because... I see your passion for nouns and Web3 through like Twitter threads and articles that you've written. So I think you'll have a lot of interesting things to say today. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to get into it. So first question, how did you originally get into NFTs? So this is kind of a funny story. I mean, I, I've been professionally involved and personally involved in crypto about for a number of years and I had seen NFTs being around, but never really had a strong passion for them. Like, you know, I minted crypto kitties in 2017. And when I, when I saw the, you know, the big resurgence or, or the surge in interest in NFTs, you know, call it, you know, late 2020, early 2021, you know, with, with crypto punks and top shots and, and art blocks, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. And the only way that I, the only frame of reference I had for it was, you know, this idea of digital scarcity, right? Like it made sense to me in the same way Bitcoin made sense. Where, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's only a finite amount of these things. Um, some of them, you know, are, are aesthetically good looking, but I, I didn't really consider uh, the elements of community and a lot of, you know, the, the other things that can be built on top of them. So I, I kind of just watched, you know, I, I thought, oh, you know, I have a passion for, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, DeFi. That's what I understand. In the same way that I don't own a lot of physical art in my, my house, I'm like, I, I get that digital art can have value, but I don't know how to pick it. Uh, but then it wasn't until later on that you started to see really the, the birth of not just, you know, aesthetic beauty, but, but community and identity uh, starting to, you know, be built around some of these communities, profile pictures, you know, crypto punks. Uh, but what really made it click for me, uh, and then the one thing that really drew me to NFTs is, is the idea of memes as art. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you look at something like, you know, the Doge, right. Which I think is probably one of the most well-known culturally resonant, uh, symbols in the world, right. A right. woman took a picture of her dog and now it's, you know, it spawned a $50 billion coin and the, the actual picture was fractionalized and worth at, at most, I think like $200 million at one mm -hmm. point. And so that started getting in my head, but what really catalyzed it for me candidly was, uh, it was over the summer and there was a mint for a, 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 a NFT that was related to a meme that has always had great personal significance to me. Uh, listeners might be familiar with this one. It's called crypto dick butts. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there was something about that that just made it all made sense where it was a, a meme since 2006. It was funny. It was irreverent. Uh, you know, in, in, in a world now where, we have so many different competing ideas all the time, fighting for our attention, fighting for our capital. I think there's something to be said about memes that have survived for the long term, whether it's the Doge or Pepe the Frog, or in this case, a dick butt, where I was just like, you know what? I think this is so funny. I'm, I'm just going to buy some of these, uh, you know, and just see what happens. I don't care if they go to zero. Um, mm -hmm. And it was from there that I just really just like went down the rabbit hole and got really obsessed with it. I, I thought the idea of just like memes, reverent you know, silly things like native to the internet were really what, what drew me to NFTs. And then it, it was shortly after that, I think that, you know, the, the, the dick button mint was in July uh, that I heard 4156 on a podcast describing the nouns project. And at this point it was probably like 
you know, like five days, 10 days into the project, I, I, I heard, you know, what he said, you know, basically describing one of the things that really resonated to me was this idea of, you know, crypto punks being like the citizen cane of NFTs, you know, being this, this masterpiece that defined the art form of, but, but, you know, the Jurassic parks and the godfathers of NFTs had, had yet to been, been, been created. Uh, and, and his vision for nouns of this, you know, this, the, the, this, not just a meme, uh, but a meme that is built to be, you know, proliferated from the, the glasses, which really just work well on anything to the CCO nature where, you know, anyone can freely use this. Um, it's almost like content as infrastructure, right. uh, to, to the treasury. It just seemed like a, a huge combination of really interesting things and, and, and an evolution of NFTs. So I looked around, I did some research on it. I spoke to some friends. It turned out, you know, I, I knew a handful of people who were involved in early nouns. Uh, and yeah, I got, I made the decision to get involved from there. Uh, and it's been, been quite the journey, uh, over the last, you know, call it five, six months. Nice. Yeah. I like that. It led you like crypto. It started with crypto dick butts going to something like nouns. And I didn't even know that crypto dick butts was, um, that old. So that's really funny. Um, it, it is funny, the meme culture, because it's been around for so long and it really gives this like genuine vibe to NFTs, I think. And and it's something that's not so serious when a lot of things are on the Internet. So and it's something that everyone everyone's involved in, whether they try to be or not. I mean, everything's a meme. So exactly. I like that. It's they define our lives. Right. Like and then when I, I said <laughs> that there are, you know, it, it's our generation. Or no, no one in the present generation is, is painting church ceilings, is, is carving, you know, figures out of marble, right? Like the mm -hmm. things that resonate that everyone knows, that everyone sees and laughs at, uh, and, you know, just has, has a spiritual and personal connection to are mm -hmm. internet memes, right? You see them every day. And it's, it, I think it's really something telling that if you can it, have one or, or have any meme that persists for over a decade, it really speaks to some kind of like, some kind of strength to that idea of where it's able to compete and survive in, in a, in a world where, you know, there's just you know, a nonstop barrage of, of different ideas and concepts um, being proliferated in, in, you know, the form of internet memes and as images over social media. Right. And I think it's important to, to really look at that and, and respect it. And I think we do. So I think I think that's only going to put us kind of ahead of the curve because some people don't see it, but it it's a huge part of culture, um, and it's going to stay here obviously. So I I like that a lot. Um, so as far as as far as nouns, how would you describe what it is? Because you mentioned the CC zero or CCO. I'm not really sure how to say it. And yeah, neither am I. <laughs> And the, the and there's the auction format and like you said as far as the um, crypto nouns sorry hold on let me start over <laughs> the uh, the crypto punks are uh, kind of the citizen cane and the other things haven't been created yet but how do you see nouns DAO in that sure so I think there's I guess a bunch of different layers to it, you know, it at its simplest form. What I think nouns are is just they're, they're an internet meme 
that, that is you know built to be spread you know, can can and easily be proliferated. Right. You have these simple looking, I think, you know, that the core the best means are all very simple, simple looking eight bit, you know, heads, cartoon heads, like 250 ish heads, uh, you know, with these, you know, simple uh, glasses on on each of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that these this is just the the glasses of one of the guys who's working on the project, David Horvath, described them as as what could be, you know, the the Nike swoosh of the Internet. And and I think that the heads and these characters could be. You know, call it like the the, the equivalent of Disney, or the Disney of the, nat- the the Disney that's native to the internet. So, mm-hmm. just the art itself is, I think, you know, just uh, inherently memeable. Uh, and then, you know, some of the underlying, you know, the, the the fundamental aspects of it that that make it further memeable is, is you know, this emphasis on CC zero or CCO, um, mm-hmm. you know, which allows anyone to take this art, use it for any purpose they want, commercial or otherwise. Uh, which you would think would, would make it so the art was, you know, much more easy to spread because there is, there's no limitations or restrictions on anyone using it for any reason. Uh, and then, you know, undergirding that there's a, a, a culture of, you know, Ethereum, you know, crypto, Web3, uh, whatever you want to call it, that, that kind of binds the community together. Um, and then, you know, the, the mechanism by which these things are distributed, um, you know, through the daily auction format, uh, you know, with with all proceeds going into a treasury and then managed by a DAO of noun owners, uh, I think obviously helps to uh, you know proliferate it because the you know the treasury is you know it's considerable size, it's like sixty million dollars worth of ether right now. So it, I think it's been it's been really interesting. The auction format has attracted you know buyers who've been around in the space for a while. You know, have a lot of ETH. Have, have been thinking about crypto for a long time. Um, and I, I think that there's really no shortage to, there's no limitation to what, you know, a bunch of well-financed, you know, intelligent people on the internet, uh, are able to do when they set their minds to it. So a memeable design at, at its most you know fun, basic fundamental level, but with all the design structures and tools to help proliferate that meme. Right. And with such a big treasury and you just have people flocking to it with a lot of creative ideas. There have been things already implemented. There are more things that are kind of on the table here. And one of the biggest things that have happened is Bud Light buying the beer noun. And then we we had, I remember someone mentioning the possibility of nouns being in a Super Bowl commercial. I didn't know exactly how that would happen, but then I then I saw that. I mean, like you were talking about the glasses. The glasses were put on a piece of art in that commercial. So, um, w- were you watching the Super Bowl when that happened? Did you see it after the fact, or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was watching when it happened. I saw the ad, you know, beforehand when it was shared on the internet. It, it, it was really exciting. I mean, I think it was something that had been negotiated. I, I wasn't involved in negotiations, but with four one five six and some of the nounders you know, who were speaking to Bud Light. And I think it, it's just really exciting how it worked out. You know, not, not only was, was the, the art used in a Super Bowl commercial, uh, but Bud Light has joined the Dow. Bud Light has uh, used their governance ability and, and voted in a proposal since then. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's really exciting to see, like, not just, you know, the glasses become more ubiquitous and put on TV in front of an audience of, you know, called normal people. Um, but also to have the brand represent itself and 
and, and become an active participant in the DAO. Uh, and so I think that, you know, the future of nouns looks like more partnerships like that, more, uh, you know, global ubiquity of the glasses of the art, uh, more novel creative ways of, of distributing and proliferating this meme, uh, whether it's, you know, it be commercial or, or, you know, of, of any of the brand partnership or, you know, any kind of other kind of clever, unique way of, of getting the glasses out there. But I think it really is a testament to how far we've come in, in just six months that, you know, this, this, this is already being featured in the Super Bowl ad with, you know, a partner, a partner like, you know, Bud Light, um, joining the DAO. It really is. And I mean, that's, it's huge. I definitely see us, I definitely see nouns getting really big and definitely getting more brand partnerships for sure. And I'm impressed by Bud Light, honestly, for, and some of these other companies for jumping into Web3. And it kind of, and I think it'll legitimize it to some people too, of course, because they're willing to put money into it. And and they're having fun with it too. So it's that's just makes the possibilities even more fun to think about, honestly. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think there's there's no shortage of ways that we can get this out there. Whether right. it's big splashy things like this or weird, strange internet native meme ways. Um I'm what's so cool to see is more that. Exactly. I mean the design space is like practically infinite. Right. So it's, it's just so cool, you know, working on the project and you can kind of have something like a big brand partnership or you can have something as simple as just, you know, people producing memes and, and, you know, rewarding them for those contributions uh, or just coming up with any other kind of interesting, clever idea. Uh, you know, one of the things that we've found is, you know, largely everyone you know has their personal experience and professional networks and skills. And I, I don't think it's very difficult to find a way that one can, you know, uniquely do something that's like well suited, you know, from their network, from their expertise to do things that will proliferate like the nouns, art and glasses and uh, be generously compensated, you know, for their time and effort by the DAO. Uh, so, like I said earlier, it's, it's this format, this way of thinking is we're just trying to do everything we can to proliferate the art, make it ubiquitous. Uh, and do things to attract as, as many people as we can to the project to come contribute and feel like they're going to be rewarded, you know, based on the merit of, of their contribution and, and their time and energy. Right. And if you already have, um, it's very cool to see people come up with ideas. And I know I've seen you tweet about the Nounsdale small grants and funds, and we have some like real world public goods initiatives going on um, to help, you know, fund people for like before or after they do something to provide for nouns. I think that's very cool. Oh yeah. So, so small grants uh, and retro funding is, is a group in the DAO that, that I'm a member of. There's, well, there's originally four of us, but we're starting to expand it to a, to a few more just as the project scales. But basically the, the, the group was set up in the early days where, you know, for a lot of the larger on-chain proposals, you know, it takes like a week, everyone's got to weigh in. Uh, small grants have just set up with the idea of like, okay, let's take this small pool of, of discretionary ether, you know, and a few people to make decisions and just, if I can just get shit done. Uh, so, you know, we've been active, uh, you know, in funding, 
either small projects, you know, we, we really like derivatives. It's in the nature of CC0 that, you know, anyone can use this art, so they should. And I think that, you know, as you see derivatives be spawned from the original, it, it you know, all serves to kind of accrue value to the original. So, you know, I, I love to see just new, creative, clever types of derivatives pop up. So we've, you know, either funded some of those creators to get the project off the ground with like mint fees or, or just rewarded them retroactively for their contributions to the ecosystem. Uh, and what we've also started to do now from small grants is we realize that a lot of people come with these cool and interesting ideas, but it's hard to really judge if it's something that would be, you know, that merits a full proposal and, you know, hundred thousand plus dollars worth of capital outlaid at first. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we started to basically just fund trials, um, you know, just with, with a smaller amount to see if it's something that's exciting, that's good, that, that merits a larger on-chain proposal. Uh, you know, a great example of that was this artist who came to us, Meshup, um, who, who wanted to make coloring books. And when I first heard about it, I was like, coloring books? I have no idea. Uh, how about we just do a trial for 10 of them? Uh, and, and then it was immediate, you know, the obvious from from the first one that he created. What an incredibly talented artist he is. You know, yes. how much this was going to do to, like, proliferate the brand, the art. I, I got one, one of the comic books now on my or, or coloring books, excuse me, uh, on, on my coffee table. Uh, me too. So that started as a trial. Yeah, it's great, right? And so it, mm-hmm. it started as a trial that evolved into, you know, a full proposal, which I, which is really, you know, our goal or my goal, uh, in, in, in role for what we're doing in small grants. So that's gone. So I mean, a bunch of the stuff that we've been looking at right now, we're funding a number of different types of nouns, glasses to be produced in the real world. Uh, one from uh, you know luxury glasses. To, to functional glasses that, you know, can be more disposable and given out at events, you know, once for kids, uh, we recently funded a trial for noun, nounish athletes where we have, you know, an inline skater, we're paying his travel costs. And it's kind of the, the, the Red Bull model of, of just, you know, uh, paying content creators, people who naturally produce a lot of content that people want right. to watch, you know, sponsoring them and then, you know, in, incorporating nouns in some way to that. We're, we're funding nounish jingles. We're doing a trial there too. <laughs> We found this guy who makes like really clever, funny, unique jingles, and he's doing one for every now and every day. Nice. Um, yeah, the, one of the things where the skateboard, we're, we're helping or we're doing a contest where people can design skateboards, you know, in, in, in partnership with the skateboard project. Uh, the one of the things that's exciting me recently is 3D printed fashion with nounish art. Um, we're putting a noun in space. And, but we do, you know, from, from even all of these larger projects, you know, we still are, are happy to fund and reward, you know, unique, uh, smaller contributions. Like, I don't know, one guy initially got a tattoo and we reimbursed him for it. And then he yes. said, hey, can I get another? <laughs> he goes, hey, can I get like another tattoo? Would you still reimburse that? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, we have a full tattoo reimbursement policy here. And I'm, I, I, I dared him. I said, you know, if you get your whole body covered in them, like you can try to Sybil attack the Dow. It doesn't matter. I'll pay for every single one. But we haven't That's seen anybody step. <laughs> but we haven't seen anybody step up uh, and tattoo their whole body in Nounish art. Uh, but to anyone listening, if you do do that and send me pictures, I will pay for the whole thing, or the Dow will pay for the whole thing. I should say. <laughs> That's good. That's good to mention because I remember that initiative starting, and I'm like, "That's." really cool people are going to definitely do this it's going to be wild so it's good to keep that out there because i think i've seen a few nft tattoos but i haven't seen as much as i thought it would um so 
it'll start happening. More people into <laughs> tattoos into it. I think I think people into tattoos would see the value of NFTs. I don't see why not. You know. Yeah, why not? I mean, but the, the overarching point I want to make clear is to anyone listening this to this is is if you come to the Nouns ecosystem and spend your time and energy in whatever way that you can to help proliferate the Nouns meme, you will be generously rewarded. I'm on Discord. You can message me if you have any questions. But I want to make it, I want everyone to feel that, you know, their time spent working on this ecosystem to proliferate this meme, to do things that they would normally do anyway and incorporate the meme into it, uh, will get you paid uh, in, in the simplest terms. And so, you know, th th that's how we think about proliferating the meme. One of the most effective tools we have is just using social media, using our community using a huge audience who can feel like they can be a part of it and then also be you know, justly rewarded for it too, uh, with very quickly and, and with very little ambiguity. Cool. Thank you for bringing that up too, because that is something that needs to get out there to people. And I think that's amazing that Nouns does that. So that's great. So as far as... Um, so as far as the Nouns auctions, not a lot of people you know, sell their Nouns. And they they do cost a lot of money, but everybody that has one is very passionate about it. And I know you've written something about the potential like evaluation or secondary market in the future. Can you share your thoughts on that? Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I think I wrote something very early on, um, with just some early speculations. I mean, I thought, well, I'm obviously biased, but I would think that undead nouns uh, just in the same way that undead punks have accrued a premium, undead nouns I would I would expect to to accrue a similar premium. I, I also wrote something about you know certain types of glasses uh, being worth more. I mean, at the end of the day, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think that in the absence of any traits that are explicitly more rare than others, like all the heads and all the you know the accessories have an equal chance of appearing. But you know, in the absence of things that are more explicitly rare. That the, the provenance, the rarity really comes from the number attached to the noun. So I would expect in a future where, you know, nouns become this ubiquitous cultural icon, that earlier nouns are, are perhaps more valuable than later nouns. Again, I may be biased. Uh, and then also nouns that in, in some way, uh, you know, developed a, a reputation or a character, uh, in the same way that you could look at, like, just, the, you know, like, they called the Disney universe, right? Like, mm -hmm. the, if, if you could buy a piece of, of Mickey Mouse versus a, a lesser-known character, right? Like, how much, what that would be worth to people. Uh, right. so, so I think it's multifaceted. You know, certain heads, certain art appeals more to, you know, uh, you know some more than others. Uh, early date, you know, shows provenance, uh, shows that, you know, that noun was created in the early days. Uh, and that's something that, you know, you can't duplicate in the future. Uh, and then obviously, I mean, under undergirding the art, you know, is, is the value, you know, of, of the treasury and then the, the, the pro rata rights to governing that treasury, which I think is worth something. But the premium that accrues to the, the nouns on top of it can, can, can kind of fluctuate. So it's, it's interesting to see. I mean, my, I, you know, I, I think I wrote that tweet thread probably four or five months ago and, Things have mm -hmm. changed quite a bit since then, uh, but you know the, the way I, I, I kind of look at it is is low numbers and, and prominent community members uh, could you know effectively create 
you know, uh, nouns that, that trade at a higher premium in the market in the future. But it's still very early days. What, what I'm describing, you know, I, I think this is only this is going to play out over over a number of years. You know, not weeks or months. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how this grows in the future. Um, so obviously, I'm part of Shark Dow, and in some ways, we're kind of considered a sub Dow, and we like that title. That's fine. I know that uh, there's GoopDAO that's bought a noun or a few nouns. And I know there's been some discussion in the Discord, in the nouns Discord, about sub-DAOs and kind of their role. Um, what do you like? What would you like to see from sub-DAOs? Do you have any ideas surrounding that or how we, you know, how we can help out nouns or how we can work together? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting subject and somewhere that my thinking has evolved. I mean, I do think that for nouns to succeed in the future, you know, there's only a, a relatively limited pool in the grand scheme of things of individuals, you know, who are going to be able to buy and then, you know, buy a noun and, and spend time on the governance. We do need to attract two individual nouns, you know, uh, not just one holder, but, but, but a sense of community surrounding mm-hmm. those nouns. Uh, so I do think that sub DAOs are integral to the future. Uh, what I would want to see you know, is as sub DAOs kind of as sub DAOs form around individual nouns, I think that it's important that sub DAOs sub DAOs form their unique culture, their unique like you know set of beliefs and, and reason they're attracted to the platform. Um, not just oh, you know, we all own a piece of a noun, but we all own a piece of a noun, and here's why we're all excited about this. Because mm-hmm. the one thing that sub DAOs can do by virtue of just having a lot of members, uh, you know, something that, you know, individuals who own nouns can't do is just, you know, be everywhere, just have, have more brain power and more time to devote to the project. So what I would love to see is, is sub DAOs, whether they be, you know, five engaged people or a thousand engaged people leverage their numbers uh, and come to the DAO with proposals that, you know, play to those strengths. Like if you have a, a, a sub DAO that consists of like a thousand people and those thousand people, you know, can all you know, create memes or, or do something to, to proliferate project and proliferate the art and say, Hey, we as a sub DAO are all going to work on this. Like, can we be compensated on the basis of this contribution? Like, I love that idea. Uh, I love, but right. I, I do think that, the, the culture around a sub DAO, around a community that owns a noun needs to come together first versus just saying, oh, let's just create a, a random sub DAO around a noun. I do think that it, it, it works from the bottom up. And again, these are all things that I think about a lot, but my, my, my you know, opinion has changed on and evolved on, you know, over the last five, six months. But I do think that sub DAOs and, and you know, growing the community uh, is very important to the future of the project. It's just a matter of how we form these communities, because, like I said, I think it needs to be each community needs to you know be unified over something other than just owning the noun. Obviously, that's that's fundamental to it, uh, but there needs to be a sense of of, of shared purpose and, and a way to contribute to the ecosystem. And, and, and the only other thing yeah. I would add is that you know I, I do think that the overarching goal for derivatives and sub DAO projects should be noun ownership. Uh, like Shark, Goop, great examples. There's other derivative projects that have popped up that are active in the community. 
Uh, but I do think that the ultimate goal should be to, for, for all of these sub DAOs and, and communities to accrue nouns, to, to really be able to participate as part of the process, you know, and, and, and have a stake in the future of the project. I agree, definitely. I think what we're trying to do in SharkDAO, what we've been trying to do is get people that want to help move nouns forward and move Web3 forward and really get involved in the process. Um, We are around, uh, I want to say 800 because of the Discord, but it might be a little bit more. And yeah, I mean... It's it's hard when you when you have a lot of a lot of people, um, but we're slowly coming together. DAOs move a little bit slower than NFTs, but it's a fun process, and I think a lot of us are still very passionate. So I'm excited to see um, what we can do as far as helping out nouns and and just being a part of it is very very cool. So yeah, that's yeah. what I would just say is, is use the idea of strength in numbers, right? Like. What if nouns, if, if, you know, if there's 225 or something nouns right now, you know, I think there's probably something like a little over a hundred unique owners and mm-hmm. you know, probably like, you know, 40, 50 people who, you know, really actively contribute in some form. Right. Like what mm-hmm. we can't do is, 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 you know, leverage strength in numbers. Right. So like when I think about like meme armies and like content, like I think you need a lot of just people to do that, to create it. Um, and that's something that, you know, like if, if something like a shark DAO could come around and coordinate it, like, Oh, we're going to create these memes. We're going to do this, proliferate it. Like, will the DAO pay for that, pay for, you know, all these people to, to make you know, these individual contributions I, I, the answer is yes. I mean, to the extent I'm just, I'm but two votes in the DAO, but I, I, I think everybody would support that, you know, cause we do, we, we think actively of ways to grow the community, get people more engaged. Um, so I think, you know, uh, sub DAOs should leverage their, their strength in numbers, come up with ideas that, that, are, that are only uniquely possible with large organizations, with a lot of people, uh, and then come to request, you know, funding for those ideas from the DAO. Uh, I, I think that's, that's the model that makes sense to me right now. Right. Yes, absolutely. Right. Great. Well, we'll take a turn here into more of the Web3 territory. Um, about kind of being anonymous. It's a big thing in NFTs and DAOs and, you know, I am and I still work. Um, And I know you wrote an article about this too. I feel very passionate about staying anonymous just because just seeing Web3 has made me regret being involved in Web2 and traditional social media that much more than I already was (laughs) because I'm around i mean i'm in my 30s so i was kind of around before social media took hold so it's nice to kind of get back to that um and i was wondering if you could just kind of speak on that the freedom the flexibility and now the opportunities that are available to us just based on merit you know yeah exactly so i wrote something that, that you referenced called pseudonymity and me which i guess we can like link in the podcast notes Sure. Uh, but 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 basically the the premise of it was you know in my professional life I've worked at you know, regulated financial institutions for the most part you know so I've always had you know my my personal identity on social media but very much siloed from my professional identity 
uh, which I've never really had in any kind of public professional identity for the most part. Um, and, and I, you know, it was only through when I first bought the noun, I, I thought, oh, this would be interesting to kind of play a character, right? In the very early days, I talked to some other noun owners, this idea that we wouldn't just be ourselves under a pseudonym, but we would actually like be the noun, create the character, right? Like, no, I'm this undead hand. I'm going to be like, you know, spooky and creepy or, or whatever. And, and, I, and I tried that initially uh, and it was just, it was just too much because I was basically having to like filter everything I said through this, like, what is this character like? And finally I was just like, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to like, just say what I think, but just as you know, the undead hand. And, and I found it to be really immensely liberating. Like there's nothing that I really say that's like shocking or controversial, but it made me realize that it, it, you know, it, it, for people who go to work, you know, everyone kind of behaves differently, plays a character, whether they accept it or not, in a professional setting, right? The way that mm -hmm. people act in the office is not how they act around friends. So whether you're playing a character, whether it's an undead hand or whether it's the version of you at work, you are very much not being the most authentic version of yourself, which is like not nearly like a bad thing, but you, you know, you should be aware that you're playing a character. And it was only through me playing a character, me being this undead hand that I really felt totally liberated to just say whatever I wanted. And again, like there's nothing like shocking or awful or controversial that really I have to say, but I would, if I, if I was posting just random stuff in the discord with my real name attached, I think I would have, you know, I would be more aware of it. I would, you know, edit and censor myself. I'd be afraid to say certain things. Same um, here. Yeah. And so some of it just comes from being pseudo. I mean, there's, I think pseudonymity is, is, you know, at, at one of the core cultural components to nouns, not everyone is pseudo and some people take it, you know, far more seriously than others. I, I kind of use it as an experiment, as a Google shield. Um, you know, it's not uh, something I live or die by, but you know, there's some members in the, of the DAO who are docs. There's some who take it, you know, hyper seriously uh, and are explicitly pseudo, but I think it's, it's really interesting just because having grown up playing video games, being in chat rooms, right. You used to always be able to have a pseudo identity right. uh, on the internet for years, but now you can make a living with it, which I, I think is absolutely incredible. And it made me, it really opened my eyes to think like, why do I need to link my real world identity with my professional life? If I'm just playing a character I'm in the professional world anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I saw it was possible you know, with nouns, uh, we're with NFTs really being able to function, you know, as, as effectively as like a resume, right? When people put up a noun or a crypto punk or whatever, uh, you know, as, as their profile picture and identify with that, you know, it, it really does say something about that person where you used to have to look at a resume, oh, where'd this person go to school? What do they do for work? Blah, blah, blah. If you own a noun without me knowing anything about you, you know, or your background or having talked to you, I can... I can glean a lot of information from that. And so one of the big eye-opening experiences I had uh, when I first joined the DAO was there was, I wanted to talk to someone, you know, who works on a, a, a who founded a DeFi or sorry, an NFT project in, in the ecosystem about, you know, collaboration with nouns. And I thought, you know, okay, I've been, I've been in crypto a while. I could probably get like a warm intro to this person. I'm like one degree away from them. Or I could probably just like reach out cold on Twitter as the noun. And I go, you know, what, let's see what happens if I try plan B, you know, and, and this person who I reach out to, we end up talking, we meet up for coffee in real life. And, and he's like, you know, I've got people trying to meet up with me for coffee all day. 
but the reason I did it is because you're a noun. And I go, wow, nice. right? Like that I, that, I thought that was a very powerful idea, right? Because it had nothing to do with my real world identity. You know, my, my resume of 30 plus years is totally irrelevant, but just my ownership of an NFT, you know, it signifies something about my identity, my status, uh, you know, my background uh, that is really effective enough in a professional setting for people to know that I'm competent at what I do. And then, then that, that's, you know, if you, if you look at developers and the ability to like, you know, publish on, on, on GitHub and see, you know, have a publicly auditable trail of everything you've ever done, you know, if you can have NFTs as the cornerstone of that identity and, and a fully auditable trail, like wh why does anybody need to know your real name? Uh, so, the, it would, so being involved in this DAO has really opened my eyes to that. I think it's, I think it's a, 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 a foundationally transformative idea for the future of work, you know, the DAOs are, are in the middle of, right? Where, you know, there doesn't need to necessarily be a legal entity. There doesn't need to be real names, uh, you know, but anyone can come together permissionlessly on the internet uh, you know, to, to, to work and to, you know, organize economic activity in other ways. Uh, and I, I think that's really exciting. And, it, and it's a trend that I think is going to continue, you know, especially just given, uh, called the cultural climate that we live in today. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> where you're, there's, <laughs> there's just less things you're allowed to say that you used to be allowed to say, uh, that, you, right. uh, that, that more and more people are going to want to separate their personal identities from their professional ones. Uh, and I think that more and more companies in the same way that if you look at, you know, how, how in response to the pandemic, everybody started working from home and now companies kind of let people work from home. I think mm -hmm. you're going to see talent in the future want to work pseudonymously. Uh, and I think companies are going to acquiesce to that. So if I had to predict, I mean, you're already seeing a non-teams get financed, you know, crypto companies hire, um, you know, pseudo people as well. But I, I, I would imagine we're not too far from a, a larger tech company, you know, uh, making their first pseudo hire. I have no inside information about this, but I just, that's just the way that I, I sense that, you know, the, the leaves are blowing effectively. I think so too. And I hope so. And I, I hope people realize that, I mean, yeah, you create a reputation online just as you would if you just had your face on there and people are going to look, say at your profile picture, your regular face or your crypto face and come up with their own story about you. So I think it just offers, it offers a lot. I mean, safety is an obvious one. Like you mentioned with the culture, you know, um, who knows in 10 years, what is going to kind of come back. And I think it's really smart, honestly, <laughs> to, to just kind of have this anonymity. For sure. And I think that I don't I don't think that I would have even gotten this far as far as like contributing and taking chances if I had my own face out there. I think the idea of like I think I've heard it from like mascots or like rock bands who wear masks, it does provide some confidence and it gets rid of some insecurities too. So I'm I think I'm just moving forward a lot faster and doing a lot more to be successful than I ever did. It's weird. And it's, it's great. It's great for people like me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's very liberating. And I think it's just something that people need to try for themselves. Right. Like in the article that I wrote, I said, just like spin up a Twitter account with a fake name, try to contribute to conversations of people who you, you know, know and follow already. Uh, 
And if, you know, the stuff that you say is interesting and people want to engage with it, great. Like people will follow you and they'll talk to you. And, and if, and if they don't, and you totally blew it, nobody cares, like whatever, your real name is attached to it. So who cares? Uh, right, but, it's, it's, it, <laughs> but it's definitely just something to, to try out and experiment with. Uh, and that's the only it way is. to learn. There's so much less pressure and, and it's just a lot more fun. And I think, I think it's, I definitely think it's going to continue going forward. I think there's going to be those people who every time something goes wrong with like a project, they'll say, well, people should be docs. But I think for the most part, we're all on the same page with this and it's, it's going to be, um, popular going forward especially in tech companies for sure yeah exactly i don't think there's any like blanket one size fits all rule of everyone must be pseudo or everyone must not be pseudo or you know because mm-hmm. i think a non-teams are a necessity in this space but obviously a non-teams kind of have the potential downsides that we've <laughs> we've witnessed in the space you know <laughs> time and time yeah. again uh but so it, it's multifaceted but to the i think there's many situations where pseudo work does make sense uh and and, and downsides to it are, are minimized um mm-hmm. so yeah everybody be pseudo <laughs> <laughs> oh great and so we've talked a lot about nouns and you talked about the potential future of nouns a little bit too i know this is maybe a difficult question because it's all kind of up in the air sometimes but as far as in the next year um, what are you excited to see from Nouns? Are there any specific projects that you can't wait to like see in person? Anything like that? Yeah, there's some longer term stuff that I think about, you know, from like physical art that we're in the process of, of talking to artists to commission. But it, it's hard to envision where this goes a year from now, just based on, you know, my experience over the last six months. I mean, I think the overarching goals here are to, you know, see nouns become this more ubiquitous presence in the world. But my, my personal view is that though nouns itself does have, you know, its own culture, you know, I think crypto native, you know, Ethereum is part of it. Creative Commons zero is part of it. That if we're successful in proliferating this meme, uh, that the way that other cultures and people foreign to, you know, the, the 200 noun owners, uh, will interpret and, and enjoy this, uh, you know, is going to be very foreign and bizarre to, to, you know, maybe what we intend. And I, and I think that's fine. Right. I mean, in the same way that who could have ever predicted, you know, what from the origins of, of Doge or even something like Pepe the Frog, God, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what that would evolve into. I think right. if we're successful at proliferating nouns that we won't have much control over that either. Uh, so, the way that I think that we proliferated is you know, we can do the big things like the Bud Light or, you know, the expensive sculptures. But what it really excites me is just the idea of like weird internet native meme strange. Like if I could have the, 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 my perfect vision of a future of noun success, it would just be these glasses everywhere and people going like, what, <laughs> like, what <laughs> are these things? Like what, what is this? Uh, and so I think that, you know, look, there's a lot of different ways that we can, you know, proliferate. I mean, I've only touched on a few of them and there's a lot of other members of the DAO that have, who have very strong opinions about other things that we can do. And I think those are all totally valid too. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I just think that there's so many different things that we can do. 
uh, that we might as well just try them all. Uh, and what really excites me about it is this is, you know, like this is still an experiment. I, I think that the only way we can really, really fail is through member apathy. So, you know, I do my part to try to, you know, get people involved, make them feel engaged uh, in the DAO mm -hmm. uh, just to, to, to avoid apathy. But, you know, the, the path forward is certainly, it, it is not clear to me. But what excites me about it is just the, the, the sense of community we have, the people who are attracted to this, the members, the community members, give me these like tingly feelings similar to the way that I felt about like a Bitcoin or an Ethereum where I don't know exactly where this goes, but it seems like it's going somewhere. And all the people who I talk to are just like the smartest, most successful, most dedicated people I've ever met. And in a space, you know, I've been doing this for a little while, in a space where everything is just like a, you know, anything cool is like immediately is forked and every project is a fork of a fork of a fork of a fork, you know, that's mashed up in a zillion different ways. And I think that's cool. Uh, but mm -hmm. what I think is really cool about now is, is that it's very much differentiated you know, it, it's very much a longer term project. It's not like a quick pump and dump, you know, Ponzi scheme, cash grab game. And again, nothing against those. Uh, but, <laughs> but, it, but it's, yeah. uh, it, it is very unique and differentiated with, with, you know, tremendous human capital surrounding it. Uh, so something like that in, in, I've learned in my professional life is just something you're supposed to lean into. Uh, so that's, so that's what I think about the future of nouns and, and kind of how I view my, my, my future in it. Uh, is trying to help to drive the helping to drive the project forward. Right, definitely, and yeah, there are a lot of smart, talented, and like passionate people, and that's that's really what's going to make it successful. And it just it's going to continue. And I love that. I love the ideas of even the obscure memes. I mean, that seems to be the way that anything gets really big. I do remember like Pepe the Frog popping up on my timeline on Facebook and just thinking, what is that? Why are people posting this everywhere? And I think nouns classes could be that <laughs> easily, I think. And maybe just a bit more palpable because it's just not some green frog. People just see glasses. And I definitely <laughs> see that. <laughs> I think it works both ways. I think yeah. the glasses are simple and they fit in every situation. Mm -hmm. But the frog, <laughs> it's, it's, it's expressive in a way that's hard to explain. Like the default mm -hmm. Pepe the frog face of like this like inquisitive stare really yes. works in so many different situations. So I think it's, it's a simple image, but it's complexity and in, in all the different ways you can interpret it uh, or a lot, what allows Pepe to have such great mimetic strength. But the simplicity of the nouns glasses, like honestly, like open up the the Nounify app, I think we have it linked from our homepage of nouns.wtf. You can very easily just upload an image and put the glasses on anything. And like, it just kind of works. It's just like this, it's very easy to understand. It's very easy to see. Anyone can just quickly apply it to a picture. Uh, and so I think that that's what really gives it its mimetic potency uh, is just yeah. it, it's, it's ubiquity of use um, and simplicity to understand. And I've done that. I've used that app. Well, um, We'll go ahead and link that down below too, because that is a fun one. And they do just fit. They look just like they do on nouns. And that's such a like simple, but great idea. So I love that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, great. So I'm really glad you came on today. Um, I knew you'd have a lot of interesting things to say and you did not disappoint. So I'm very glad you came in and it was very nice talking with you. 
Um, is there anything that you would like to promote or, and then just let us know like where we could find you too. Oh, sure. No, well, the only thing I'm here to promote is nouns. So mm-hmm. nouns.wtf. Uh, <laughs> unlike Michael Saylor of nouns, there is no second best. Uh, <laughs> everybody work on nouns, buy a noun, get involved, get engaged. Like I said, anyone can, who can contribute to nouns, I think everyone can will be rewarded based on their time and, and the merit of their co- contributions. Uh, and yeah, I'm either in the nouns discord or on Twitter as undead noun 22. All right, great. Well, well, you have a good day and thanks for stopping by. You too. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of meet the sharks. You can find us online at sharkdow.community and on Twitter at sharkdow. Meet the Sharks is for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. Views expressed by guests and the host do not reflect the views of SharkDAO or Meet the Sharks podcast. Meet the Sharks is not investment advice or solicitation to make any financial decisions. Do not make contributions to SharkDAO in anticipation of financial returns. Do your own research.